gentlemen. The voice of reason is back in the building live on KBLA Talk 1580. The VOR. We got to have these discussions, man. I know people don't want to have these discussions. I know people avoid conversations like these. But they must be had. We must grow. And tonight's topic, man, like I said, this this is a heavy one. Because as Donna Michi said, signing off, we all have that family member that uh, we got to keep an eye on. Uh, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. It's hard for me. True or false, you got to teach your children that safe adults don't ask them to keep secrets. 1-800-920-1580. And I know, I know, I know. You like to think that everybody in your family could be you know, categorized as a safe adult. But the truth, the sad truth of the matter is no, they can't. Not everybody in the family is safe. That leads us to tonight's topic. Uncle and Auntie Chester the Molester. An eye-opening look at the reasons why some family members indirectly side with those toxic abusers in our family? Why do they still have a seat at the Thanksgiving table? Why are they at the 4th of July barbecue? I, I want to know. I, I want to know. Somebody let me know. The number to dial is one 800 1580. What is the most common form of abuse within the family? Some people would say it might be domestic abuse, it might be sexual abuse, but it's not. It's neglect. More than verbal abuse, it's neglect, it's indifference. That's, That's abuse too. And, you know, sometimes we look out for the most drastic form of abuse and we, you you know, we might uh, ignore or let slide what we term unconsciously a lesser form of abuse. And neglect or indifference is not a lesser form of abuse. It is exceedingly impactful. Let me just say it another way. All forms of abuse, verbal, neglect, in, in, you know, uh, indifference, uh, sexual, uh, uh, physical, all forms of abuse leave an indelible mark on the soul. Dare I say, a hole in the soul. Remember, children are recorders, spiritual, mental, physical, psychological, emotional recorders. 
Whatever mold that house is fashioned in, the child will fit into that life tray. I call it a life tray. Play on words, ice tray, right? They will mold into the life tray of the environment in which they were born. True or false? I'm ask nearly anyone. They'll say they would speak up if they thought a child was being abused. Would you? I would, certainly. I would fight. 1-800-920-1580. Right? Why is it? And I know a lot of people out there who have experienced this directly. They will... They, they, they may have been a child that was abused in some way, and they may go tell their parent, caregiver, teacher, whoever. They'll tell somebody, and a typical response is that they're not believed. They're, they're, they're questioned as if they're lying, as if they're making up something. And I'm not saying that some people... Don't make up horrible stories. That's tomorrow's topic. But Lord, have mercy. Why is it that we tend to marginalize the victim? Uncle and Auntie Chester the molester is tonight's topic. We want to talk about it. Are you willing to talk about it? 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, the voice of reason shall dig into this topic. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Chester, the molester, that is still allowed to, you know, come around the family. We all got that uncle or that auntie where we say, no, 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 leave them in that room with them. Don't sit on this person's lap. We had to had to talk before they went into the family gathering. We. Why is it that it's so difficult for for us to accept the truth? I know people who are married, still married, after one, you know, person in the marriage molested the children, manipululated, svengalied the children, or the or a child to, you know, to do some pretty nefarious things. But still happy married, happily married couple. Tough stuff. Do children from abusive homes, in particular sexually abusive homes, suffer from having their natural, quote unquote, sexual nature radically altered? Hmm? Wow. Do sexually abused children abuse other children? Do they grow into that? It's tough. Right? What stops us or blocks us, parents, adults, from seeing that one of our family members is sick? And then when we do see the sickness, we don't want to address it. Is it embarrassment? 1 800 920 1580. Is it shame? 1-800-920-1580. Is it guilt? 1-800-920-1580. Now, what's interesting is abusers 
especially of children, have... Now, you, you, you're probably going to disagree with me here, but that's okay. I'm presenting an idea. I'm not here to be right. Right? I'm presenting an idea. But one of the weird, and I'm going to say it's not weird, and I'm going to say it's not. We see it as weird, right? So let me give you an example. Like, common folks see this as weird. But when I tell you it's not weird, in context of how human beings relate, you'll see what I'm getting at. So, these predators tend to do something that you'd be surprised all of us do. They try to groom the children, prep the kids. They'll target a kid. Uh, they'll, 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 listen, they'll target them and then they'll try to groom them by being sweet, by being kind, by offering privileges, by, you know, any means necessary. Candy, money, trips, uh, you don't have to do chores, I'll do it for all of this stuff, right? And what I noticed in my research, and this is why I say, Initially, I thought the concept of grooming was weird. But in hindsight, grooming is integral, in my opinion. You can disagree. And you may say I'm taking it out of context. Possibly. Potentially. But I think we all groom each other. Your mother and, and father, they groom you. And raise you up a certain way. To be a certain way. Your job grooms you. Your friends groom you. And in particular. You are being groomed. And trying to groom your intimate relationships. Because when you look up. What grooming is. Right. Showing favor. Offering privileges. Listen to it. What is grooming? A process of targeting a child and engaging him or her for the purpose of sexual activity. That's abuse. We get it. It involves an imbalance of power and elements of coercion and manipulation. Imbalance of power prevalent in many toxic relationships. Right. Coercion and manipulation prevalent in many toxic relationships. It involves motivation and intent. To sexually export the child, prevalent in many. Come on, man. Are y'all listening? Right? How many people out there who felt unloved and a person that recognized this spiritual deficit in your being tried to cater their behavior to fit that hole, right? To plug that deficit. Would you call them a groomer? I would. Right? Somebody up there grooming, right? Grooming you to reach an objective. Seeking an attention seeking attention and friendship. This is labeled under grooming. Right? Wow. They they recognize this about these potential targets. Oh, this person has low self-esteem. Oh, this person is isolated from their peers. 
Oh, this person spends an inordinate amount of time alone, uh, right? Often unsupervised. There's the neglect piece, right? They're experiencing family problems. So let me be the ear. Can we not plug and play a lot of these behaviors in our typical daily relationships? However, we just wouldn't call it grooming. Right? I remember back in the day, man. You know, you, you, you could hear somebody say, Oh, man, my nephew has taken a, a, a liking to my brother. Or my nephew or my niece has taken a liking to her aunt. And it didn't raise any antennas or flags. We were like, that's cool. That's because we have this feeling about our, our family that they would never hurt family. But unfortunately, this is what happens. So what has to happen when you have children? What has to happen? You have to take inventory of the environment you came from. And I would suggest you do it before children are on the scene. So when you hear Zoe say, go in to a relationship looking for how you can improve because whatever is left undone, whatever is broken from the environment you came from, you're taking that with you into the adult relationship and it will manifest itself as some form of conflict. Now, maybe this conflict isn't severe, but conflict is an opportunity to be accountable how did I create this situation? What did I do to co-create it? What did I do to contribute? And where did that doing, thinking, doing, and speaking come from? Did I model it from the environment I came from? How do I identify it? And then once I identify it, how do I heal it? Regular relationship stuff. But going into the grooming piece, even deeper listen to me now because women say this all the time men are predators i hear women say it all the time and of course i don't do absolutes some men are predators not all right and i don't do unidirectional i do bi-directional both ways so some women are predators too now, all of this is under grooming. Typically present themselves positively to the child. You can swipe child out and put in to the relationship prospect, male or female. Exhibit interest in the child. Take child out. Exhibit interest in the male or female. Right? are complementary to the child. Take child out are complementary to the male or the female. I'm laying out the very basic ideas of grooming. We try to groom each other. Right? Learn, listen to this, this is a big one, for everyday relationships. 
Learn the child's habits, likes and dislikes. We do that in adult relationships. Are we not trying to figure each other out? I've heard men say it. It used to be a, a saying way back then. I'm trying to see what makes her tick. I'm trying to figure out what makes her tick. Is that not grooming? Hmm? Right? Pret let's, ooh. Pretend to share common interests, background, and experiences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do we not do that? Do we not do that in regular dating? So we got this term for the predator who preys on broken children or unbroken children, right? And we say, oh, that's grooming. But every day, right, when we're not in a, a serious relationship and we might be trying to get in a relationship, we are performers. We are in the clown. We're in the we're in the mirror, putting on the clown makeup. We are a circus act, and we're doing all the same things that are listed as grooming. So when you see a family member that takes interest in, takes interest in 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 you know a child, a family member that's also a child. And they want to build them up. They want to. They want to be encouraging. They want to be supportive. They. They want to provide privileges. They want to provide resources. They. How do you then turn a blind eye, thinking by default this is family, and they have the best interests of my child? Again, grooming tends to happen in a subtle way, right? In a very slick way. So now, if I say subtle and slick, that means that slickness has to get past your consciousness, your conscious awareness. Now, how much of that is done so smooth that you could be looking dead at them and not pick it up? And then the next question, this is where the guilt comes in. How much of that is, ooh, take this little bad kid off my hands? How much of that now translates into neglect? Lord, I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I need a break. This is where the guilt comes in. I should have known better, right? I should have known. Right? This is a tough conversation. And then once the truth is revealed, how do you deal with that family member? I want to hear from y'all tonight. If you've ever dealt with a family member, how did you deal with them? Right? Were they sent? They're in contempt of family. Right? Were they kicked out of the family? Is there forgiveness for that? Where does the forgiveness come in? And forgiveness doesn't mean you get to come back. I want to know how you would deal with such a situation, right? Call me, 1-800-920-1580. Uncle and Auntie Chester the Molester.
work we have to become soldiers in the fight to free ourselves from our mold you've heard me use this example before joseph campbell right the hero's journey you could google the hero's journey Google it. There's a whole wheel. Now, many, many film uh, producers have, I mean, it's the basic formula for your hero movie, right? Basic formula. Every hero has an origin, a starting point, right? How does this apply to relationships, though? Your home is your ordinary. This goes back to attachment theory. John Bowlby and Ainsworth with the strange situation. With Ainsworth and her experiment on the, on the strange situation. Basically, a child with secure attachment, a secure attachment style which they get from their primary caregiver can walk on or can crawl on a transparent glass, right? This this glass looks like an edge. If you can envision a building that its walls are made of glass and you can the floors are made of glass and you can see underneath the floor because the floor itself is glass. They're saying a child Ainsworth is uh, Ains, Ainsworth's uh, strange situation experiment says the child with insecure attachment and insecure attachment style will be too afraid to crawl on the transparent floor, which looks like an edge. Like they might think they would fall off. Secure attached children crawl right on it and have no problem. Right. So the hero's journey, the start, how did you start? Where did you begin? Looking at the contents of your origin, every hero starts off humble beginnings. Neo is a software engineer at a software company and his his nights are spent as a hacker. Luke Skywalker starts in the desert on Tatooine with his family as a poor farmer. We don't know that he's the one. We don't know that either of them are the one. We don't know. So the start of your journey starts with the ordinary. Your ordinary is your normal. Your normal could be toxic, but it's your ordinary. It's your normal. Then you go out on a journey. 
right? Supernatural aid is what uh, Joseph Campbell called it. Supernatural aid. Well, Luke got who? Obi-Wan Kenobi, a master Jedi who has been waiting for him to grow to a certain age so he can train him to bring the Jedi back. Supernatural aid. Neo, Morpheus. Morpheus in the Matrix. Listen, the name itself, Neo, Neophyte, right? Neo, one, rearrange the letters, one, right? The one. Morpheus, uh, uh, the Greek god of dreams. So when his ship blew up in the, in the, I think it was the second or the third Matrix iteration, Morpheus says, I have dreamed a dream. And now that dream has come true. Oh, yeah, these Hollywood writers are writing in the Jungian philosophy, the Joseph Campbell philosophy. They're writing it in. I'm saying all of this to say, because when you break it down, the hero's journey, call to adventure, you leave the ordinary. This applies to relationships, too. Sometimes you have to date somebody and they challenge everything that was in your normal, the norm toolbox, as I like to call it, right? The normal toolbox, the toolbox you inherited, the one that's missing tools, the one, the one that has incomplete tools or old tools or outdated tools or limited tools begins to be tested, right? Supernatural aid, right? You're going to get mentors and helpers along the way. In my book, I take Joseph Campbell's uh, hero's journey and turn it into the relationship journey. Same principle. You come from your normal. You're going to get supernatural aid. I say supernatural aid comes in the form of what? Ancestors. Family member, older family members that are wise that may have something to share. Teachers that really are worth their salt. Mentors, right? Somebody gonna show up in your life that's going to reflect some greatness to you that you may not know exists. And you're gonna keep getting helpers. I often say you're gonna get situation shifts. You heard the term before, a situation ship. No, it's a situation shift. Why? Because it's designed to shift you out of your ordinary, out of your norm. Carl Jung says everything that's in the subconscious is supposed to rise to the conscious and get resolved through conflict relationships and once you start resolving stuff guess who has to die your ordinary your ordinary has to die the norm for you has to die but so many people are addicted to the known and fearful of the known ever coming to an end 
that they never grow up and transcend their normal, their ordinary. So the hero's journey. At some point, you got to die. Neo died. And Trinity brought him back. Oh, his girl was named Trinity. Okay, cool. Yeah. And after you come back, because remember, trials and tribulations, trials and tribulations, going through it. Trials, and this is part of the hero's journey. Man, when we come forward, Zoe Williams is going to keep cooking. Because we got to talk about this, man. The voice of reason is on fire tonight. Is it good to you? Good to you. More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. I'm live on KBLA Talk 1580. I'm here every day, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Before we came forward and now that we've come full circle, I was talking about the hero's journey. But uh, our friend just jumped in here. Let me grab him real quick. Sean from Oakland, California. Talk to me, Sean. Brother Zoe, another an amazing, uh, mind-blowing experience. Make everyone think. So grooming, grooming, that word. Everyone listening to this show knows that word's been a hot topic throughout the country and, and also been very malleable, meaning it could be used for all kinds of things. So thank God that I have never had to deal with any molester family or friends, that sort of thing. Thank goodness. But you know what I had to deal with is a brother-in-law who was a straight racist, and mm. I had to kick him out, meaning mm. he's, we don't go there. He doesn't come to my house. Uh, that's my, my sister-in-law has never said a racist thing in front of me and know anything, but I told him, I warned him once, and he did it. So when I talk about grooming, you know about racism right now, you know this more than I do, is that if these parents and these um, guardians and these people raising children would not plant the seed of racism in their children's minds, that's grooming, mm. um, we wouldn't be in such a bad place right now mm. because we're in, a, we're, we're, in a okay, we're in a place we could do something. I, I'm very optimistic. I'm always going to be optimistic. But I have to tell you, that word grooming, right? You know, if you have your child who's not being attended to, someone else is going to raise that child. Not you. It's going to be someone else. Mm. So you have to be mindful and take very cautious care when you bring a kid into this world, even no matter how difficult it is, that your words, everything they watch you do matters. When I... If I let my brother-in-law say those racist things in front of my kids and I didn't just kick him the hell out, mm. right, they, they're going to think that's okay sometimes. It's never okay. Mm. And that's, that's what we have to do, even if it's family. I know it's hard, but even if it's family, you have to either say, hey, man, when you come to our house, you can never say that stuff again. Give them one warning is my rule. And if they fail to abide by that, and I'm saying you're out because I don't want my kids thinking that's all right. Wow, listen, Sean's birthday is today. He came in with the Leo Lion Fire. You got one time to say it, and then you're out. Hey, Sean, thanks again. Happy birthday, brother. We appreciate you for calling in. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, brother, and I really appreciate it, man. And uh, your show is off the hook, and I love you. Thank you, brother. I love you too, man. We appreciate it. 
Listen, don't be afraid to call in. I know, you know, these topics are, you know, these they're heavy. But it is important. It is imperative that we have the, the this conversation. Let me say this. Listen to how I'm going to phrase this. Somebody meme it. Are you suffering from post-traumatic family disorder? I know. Because that's your ordinary. You're going to carry your ordinary into relationships. It's going to be challenged. And then there's going to be a fight. You're going to fight to keep your ordinary because it is now enmeshed in your identity. When we come forward, the voice of reason will continue to cook. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 158. You know you want some more. More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. They say life is a battlefield. I say bring it on. If you want to know how I feel, live it till it's gone. I'm just saying that what don't kill only makes you strong. If you don't recognize what is real, then forever. The voice of reason. Hey. I'm here to tell you tonight. No matter what you were born into. Life is not designed for you to fail without reward. You only delay your reward by feeling like a failure. And I know sometimes you need to run into somebody who who sees your shine, right? Who respects your shine. Sometimes somebody has to say to you, I, I see your shine. You're bigger than what has happened to you. This is why I'm playing all this inspirational and motivational music tonight. Sometimes you go through things. You are born into a family that's broken. Everybody's family is broken to some degree, but no matter what level of brokenness, i.e. the ordinary you're born into, the norm you're born into, your purpose in this life is to transcend it. And you can transcend a family abuser. You can transcend a neglectful parent or neglectful parents. You can transcend everything You've been conditioned to accept as normal. That's the purpose of the hero's journey. And you, listen, once you wake up to the reality, to the realization that you're supposed to be your own hero, not your, your partner is not, that ain't your better half. You come in as whole. 
But you have to go on the hero's journey. There must be an ego death. Sometimes you come into the situation and you say to yourself, I ain't going to be nothing because this happened. I ain't going to be nothing because this, you, you use it as a crutch and an excuse to remain the same. But you was born here. to You were born to break the mold. You were born to refute the ordinary, even if your ordinary was toxic and abusive. When I come forward, more on the voice of reason. KBLA tonight anybody that has gone through the toxicity the trauma of certain family settings you are destined to be more than a survivor you're supposed to survive you're not supposed to be a survivor you, you survive a situation. The situation gives you an opportunity to do what? Oh, Lord. According to our guy, Joseph Campbell, you died to the ordinary. Ego death. Who they said I was. Who, who I was marginalized. I must not be. I, I must not be lovable. Uh, I was abused. I was verbally abused. I was told that I was. I was nothing, and I was ugly, and I was gonna be like a, a piece of trash, like my daddy. And again, you died to that. You died to the definitions that defamed you. You died. You died to the actions that robbed you of innocence. Right. Once you have that ego death, you're not worthless. You're not meaningless. You're not without purpose. Right. Once you die to that, you begin to transform. And when you begin this transformation, it's Neo. 
when he walks in and sees the matrix or the, the oracle, the first thing she says to him, because he's not in the truth of himself, the real truth. Because let me tell you something, nobody can author your truth for you. This is all a process. You came out of a toxic home. Your, your job is to redefine the definitions and the labels that were placed on you. Neo walks in. He's not even comfortable in his skin. She says, well, kid, I think you're waiting for something. For, uh, I don't know. He's acting all goofy and weird. She points to a sign above the door. It says, know thyself, not know thy identity, not who, who are, what's your name? No, it's who are you? You are more than what happened to you. Again, somebody mentioned uh, Maya Angelou's story and how the men in her family handled the family molester. They dealt with him. Some families deal with him that way. Other families deal with those type of people legally. Other families deal with those type of people physically. But the reality of it is there's still work to be done with the victim. Transformation leads to atonement. What are you atoning for? Self-forgiveness. Forgive yourself for accepting the labels that somebody else authored for you. You forgive them to release them from the poison of revenge that's corroding your spirit. You're not forgiving them for them. You're forgiving them so you can extract the toxins that they put into you. Atonement. Forgive yourself for blaming yourself. Forgive yourself for still loving them because they're a family member. Forgive yourself. Release all of the beat down you put on yourself. Be blaming yourself. Oh, it must have been something I did. No. Atonement. And then once you get past atonement in Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, you arrive. The gift of the goddess, the return. And when you return to the normal, to the ordinary, you're not the same anymore. When I come forward, the voice of reason shall continue cooking. He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. And brothers, the voice of reason back in here. Everything you've been through is designed to elevate you. Chris Brown, champion. Chris Brown wants you to be a champion. Listen, champion, don't be the peon. Oh, you don't want me to look up the etymological root of champion. Don't be a peon. No. What makes you a peon is that which is unhealed. A peon is related to the chess piece upon. You, do you understand? You only got one direction. <laughs> and, well, two directions, straightforward and sideways. That's it. 
But just like the pawn, if you make it to the other side of the board, you can choose to be whatever you want to be, whatever piece you want to be. Everybody innately is a champion. And I'm here to talk about it because we have sick people in our families. And we don't know how to deal with them. And we have a phobia of all types of doctors. Dentists. Therapists. The medical doctor. So, again, we, we try to internalize. Or we might go to the church. And we haven't done what? Vetted out the church to see what level of toxicity is at the church. See, the relationship mirror isn't just you and your significant other or you and your kids. It's you and your household. It's you and your community. It's you in your environment at large. It's you and the world. Sometimes we'll run from toxicity into the arms of toxicity. This is why Uncle and Auntie Chester the molester is at Thanksgiving getting some of Big Mama's special <laughs> dressing with the cranberries and the gravy. Again, why is it so difficult for us to have a real conversation? Do we let our embarrassment, do we let our guilt dictate the rules of engagement when toxicity lives within our ordinary? Oh, here we go. 1 800 920 1580. Let's do it right now. True Monger from Dallas, Texas. Jump in here. Thanks, brother. Man, peace, brother. Thank you for calling. Oh, man. No, this topic is going to be heavy for a lot of people. A lot of people still, uh, may, may be at the point where they're not ready to discuss it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and how we deal, how some people may deal with it won't help them because a lot of times people try to avoid dealing with it altogether. They just try to move past it like it never happened. And that's always going to hurt you more in the end instead of facing it. Um, because I think most people have dealt with some type of abuse, whether it's molestation or verbal abuse or physical abuse. And you go, let's say you go tell somebody, they blow you off or behind it and it keeps happening. And then you finally respond to it for what they may seem as an irrational reaction. Mm -hmm. And then, like, okay, I've been telling you this, but you weren't listening. You were you were ignoring me, so mm -hmm. I had to lash out or get physical for you to actually see what was going on. Mm -hmm. And and in some cases, they may still be in denial, but it might be they might be in denial because they didn't resolve their issues. They may have been abused and they just left it unaddressed, so they just passed that habit on generationally after generation after generation is passing on bad habits mm -hmm. instead of facing those issues and dealing with them to some degree. Because mm. if, if you never face them, nothing's ever, nothing's ever going to get done. That's 100% true, true. That is 100% true. You got more? You got more? Is there more grapeseed oil? Let's go. I mean, because personally, I've seen, I've seen these issues blow up at funerals. Come on. With my family. I feel like there's some relatives that I didn't know of 
he abused my aunt back in the day, and that just blew up at a funeral. And I wasn't aware of it, but I was ready to put hands on him right then and there as soon as I heard about it. And they held me back like everything was all, like everything was sweet. I'm like, most of y'all knew about this and did nothing about it. Never said nothing, never addressed it. Mm-hmm. Man, and I mean, I had much, I had much of uh, verbal abuse, and sometimes people don't know the difference between joking and taking things too far. Mm-hmm. They don't know how they keep people keep trying to say words don't hurt people, but they do. They have an effect on people, mm-hmm. especially if you keep. Hopping on them and talking down to them, that's gonna that's gonna have an effect on a child. And then when it blows up in your face, you won't sit back and wonder what happened. Wow, that stuff we normalize too many things that shouldn't be normalized. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I'm listening, I mean, brother. I'm listening. You, you I mean, that's, you're cooking. That's pretty much all I got, man. Because I don't want to take up too much time. I want other people to call in and talk to you. Man, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, man, for calling in and really shedding some light on what we've been talking about all night. You brought Dallas, Texas into the building. It's El Dorado, Arkansas's turn. Thank you. Davey, get in here and talk to me, man. El Dorado, Arkansas in the building. <laughs> yes, sir. This is me right here, man. So, you know the saying that they say, like, hurt people hurt people, right? Well, I'm, I'm one of those people, man. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to discuss to you, basically, you know what I'm saying? You know how I feel about the situation with people, you know what I'm saying, and families like this. You know, I'm, I'm from the South, so a lot of people like to, you know, hide this stuff in their family, like Trumonger was talking about. People like to, you know, cover secrets, you know. And I feel like, you know, um, being through what I've been through as a child, being molested or whatnot, you know what I'm saying, it just kind of, it kind of, you know, it it hardened my heart to things, you feel mm. me? So, like, you know, being on that type of level when, it, when it's your family members, who, whether they give you off to somebody like, you know, a babysitter who want to play with you or whatever or anything like that, it causes, it causes uh you know what I'm saying, like, disdain, hate, you know what I'm saying, in your family, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I, I was like that for a long time, even though I'm still dealing with it, you know what I'm saying, it's like, it's something you got to go through, man. But I want to discuss to you, like, how this happened to me, man. You know what I'm saying? As a child, my mama, she always had to work. You know what I'm saying? In in a, in a one-parent home, she always had to do what she had to do. But she also liked to chase them streets. You know, she liked to have fun. So mm-hmm. she ended up leaving me at one of these people's crib. They didn't finagle me or whatever. You know, deal what they did with me. And it got to the point to where, you know, I started to do this to other children around the neighborhood. I started to do this to other people. You know what I'm saying? Even in my family who who love me to this day. But it's hard for me to face it because, you know, they they got so much love in their heart for me, but I'm the one who harmed them. You know what I'm saying? I'm the one who did them wrong. You know, sometimes it's just hard for you to get over these things, like you say, to get out your head and really, you know what I'm saying, take things for what they are and be. But I just wanted to, you know what I'm saying, get at to y'all because at the end of the day, these things are supposed to be talked about, man. But if if it's like you in a situation to me where, like, I feel like my family covered this. So it's just like, if people don't want to talk about it just to go along, like, what do you think you should do? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, how do you feel like you should handle these situations when, when people want to cover, cover secrets just to go along to get along? When inside, it's killing me. But at the same time, everybody else seems happy, even if I know they're not. You know, everybody else want to go along with the shit. I mean, excuse my language, but you know what I'm saying? This, 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 uh, I want to know your opinion. How do you go along with these type of things when you want to talk to people about serious stuff like this? Well, and let me just say this, brother, man. Uh, number one, God bless your courage, brother. 
God bless. I mean, it is what it is. I got to live with it. I know. know so. I know. And, and, and let me say this. First off, the strength you're exhibiting right now is through the roof because a lot of people wouldn't have the courage to, you know, call in and reveal I know and, you need it. and share. <laughs> so I, hey yes, man, I, the bravery, you know, I appreciate it. that. Lets me know you got strength in you. But you guys have yes, been sir. hearing me talk about this a lot. Number one, I would suggest, and I don't know if you've already, if you're already doing it, but I would mm -hmm. suggest uh, therapy. Have you done therapy? Yes, sir. Yes. In the past, you know, but like that's when I was a child going through things. You know, as a grown up, I've always wanted to, but you know, financial situations sometimes will make you just, you know, like, you know, I, I rather smoke this weed to meditate. I rather nah, uh, drink man. this little liquor. Hey, listen to, to me, Davey. Things, so. Listen to me, Davey. Yes, Blame it on COVID and go get it for free. <laughs> Come up with something. Hey, that's a lick. Put me on. Yeah. Come on. No, but no, seriously, brother. Like, we got a powerful yes, sister here on KBLA, Dr. Jashana Johnson. You should reach out to her, man, and and tell her I sent you, Dr. Jashana All Johnson. Right. Tell her I sent you. Tell her you called into the show. You shared your experience. Reach out to her. And try to get some therapy with the sister. Because let me let me tell you, it's important to unburden your spirit to a non-judgmental ear. Right? See, let me tell yeah. you, let me tell you how powerful and how therapeutic a non-judgmental ear could be for you. Now you're sitting in the presence of non-judgment. Mm -hmm. So now you can say, wow, I don't have to judge me no more. This person didn't yes, this person didn't demean me because I went through something. Why am I doing it? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I honestly feel like, you know, with me trying to talk to my mama about certain situations, that's how she going to take it as. It's face value like I'm trying to judge instead of, you know, put things on the table. You know what I'm saying? It's like persecution instead of, you know what I'm saying? Or like you condemning somebody instead of really getting down to a situation. Right. So, you know, I understand that. Now, and then there's this factor. It happened to you, brother. And instead of telling it to a parent who's embarrassed, ashamed, who You're wants ashamed, to, you know, yeah, who wants to push it to the side like it didn't happen. Imagine how powerful and liberating it is to talk to somebody who's going to say, I believe you. Those three words. Yeah. I believe you. That happened to you. I believe you. Please share. I'm not going to judge you, brother. So th these are the these are the stepping stones I'm trying to lay out for you. I'm telling okay. you now, therapy must be had because otherwise <laughs> Listen yes, to sir. me, brother. Listen to me now. Otherwise, you're going to carry right the debris, the toxic debris of the trauma that you went through into your adult relationships. You're right. And whatever you, know, you... And it gets so real, dude. Like, I'm 27 years old. I'm still a mother. Well, excuse me. I'm still a virgin and everything because the things that I've done made it hard for me to even deal with, you know what I'm saying, the opposite sex on a regular level. You know what I'm saying? Knowing how, um, you know what I'm saying, being predatory or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. like, it's just like... You know, these things change your perspective on life. And once I got old enough to really be responsible for myself and, you know, really listen to your uh, words and wisdom over the years, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, just peep how, you know, the mind is, I've been really trying to condition myself to, uh, you know, talk to my family or to be more open about these situations so I can, you know, move forward. But let me but hit I, you. I like let, where you coming at from. Let me, let me hit you with this, though. What's that now? Don't go on the crusade of acknowledge your wrongdoing. That's, mm-hmm. par- that's part of what you got to let go. See, because sometimes okay. when people who are close to us hurt us, we go on the personal crusade of you going to apologize. You going to acknowledge what you did. I'm saying, no, 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 give that up. You, you can't make, you cannot force the unwilling to repent, to acknowledge, to be remorseful, to be regretful. You cannot force them to acknowledge the damage they did to you. And you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to get them to own up to it. Drop that pursuit. Drop that pursuit. I can tell just listening to the way you think, brother, you are strong and you have the power to claim all ownership of your self-authorship pen. In other words, you can write your own narrative. That happened to me, but that does not define me do you understand what i'm saying i'm not there exactly nieces and everything you know what i'm saying nephews every time i look at them i'll be like man carly Mm. you feel me Mm. these little babies love me to death and Mm. i never harm them you know so it just be like crazy brother please reach out uh to uh sister dr jashana johnson please do that and tell her Zoe Williams sent me to talk to you. <laughs> yes, sir. I and I'm you. telling you, man, she is she she's a married sister, but she has such a sweet and welcoming spirit, brother. Trust me. Just just reach out, okay? Yes, sir. Well, I ain't gonna hold you up, big dog. Stay on your mission, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you, man. Let's keep working, brother. Arkansas is in the building because of Davey. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me. 1-800-920-1580. Zoe Williams is in here cooking. Believe me, there's a book I want everybody to get. Adult Survivors of Toxic Family Members. Tools to Maintain Boundaries. Deal with criticism and heal from shame after ties have been cut. And listen, my my book selection is all over the place, but it's connected. Here's another one. Healing from the trauma of childhood sexual abuse. Listen, you think this is a book just for women because it says the journey for women Trust me, some of the same ideas and concepts can be applied to men. I want you to read this book by Karen A. Dunbar, right? I have several more books to present. When I come forward, the voice of reason shall continue this onslaught. of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward forward. with Charmin.
More of the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams. Right now on KBLA Talk 1580. Say the black of the belly, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I give a holler to my sister's own welfare. Tupac kids, if don't nobody else care. And uh, I know they like to beat you down a lot. And when you come around the block, brothers clown a lot. But please don't cry, dry your eyes, never let up. Forgive, but don't forget, girl, keep your head up. And when he tells you you ain't nothing, don't believe him. And if you can't learn to love you, you should leave him. Cause sister, you don't need And I ain't trying to gash up, I just call them how I see You know what makes me unhappy? that When brothers make babies and leave a young mother to be a happy And since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman And I came from a woman I wonder why we take from our women Why we rape our women, do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women Time to heal our women, be real to our women and if we don't ladies and brothers we've come full circle after coming forward the voice of reason is in here killing uncle and auntie chester jeez man it happens in all of our families not all of them but you know a great deal of them there's always some type of abuse. So how do we protect, you know, our children from family members that, you know, we don't want their imprint on our children's minds, on our children's spirit? Sometimes it's like, for instance, you know, you everybody wants to run to sexual abuse, but sometimes you may have a maladaptive family member who just doesn't fit in. They might be angry all the time they may have outbursts they might be disrespectful they might you know it's always they might be problematic in 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 a family setting right and sometimes it's it's about like listen listen man like you're a disrespect predator right you're a, a a a a disrupting spirit you're a negative spirit right you might want to you know keep those family members away right from your child let me just give you some tips the family predator man somebody who do you, does anybody have a family member who always says mean things to family members it in front of everybody maybe even mean things to young family members to kids to always try to marginalize them and put them down and minimize make them feel small right well, you got to have healthy boundaries for those people, too, not just the sexual predator. And why do those people still got to uh, have a dinner tape, uh, uh, have a plate at the dinner table? Why? Why do those people still have the plate at the dinner table? I, I, I want to know. So this is how you do it. I'm not asking you to be a helicopter parent. Now, a helicopter parent is somebody that's always hovering. But you need to be adjacent, child adjacent, especially when they're young. Child adjacent. (laughs) That don't mean your kid is in the apartment building, you know, two apartment buildings down and you watching General Hospital. 
but you got to always be child adjacent, right? There has to be like some level of closeness in terms of proximity. You got to be able to be able to put an eye on them. We don't have the communities we had when we were young where the whole neighborhood watched. And even when the whole neighborhood watched, there were still predators in the neighborhood that many children fell victim to. So let's do you understand? So child adjacent, the proximity has to be I should be able to two steps. I'm on you. <laughs> Three, four steps. I'm right there, especially for young children. All right. You got to be a parent that trusts your gut and isn't afraid to say what needs to be said when a wrong is done. Even if that wrong is committed by a family member, you got to be able to stand up and hold that family member accountable. You got to go after that family member like you would go after the stranger. Especially if they put your child in harm's way. And here's the boy. This one right here, I'd be wanting to cuss sometimes, so I have to fight myself. Here's the big one. You have to respect and listen to your child. When your child rings the alarm, and I know there's some cry wolf kids out there, but for the most part, man, an innocent child is not going to just cry wolf on some really traumatic, you know, you got to trust respect and listen to your child when your child comes to you with a serious matter concerning a family member right what if have you ever had a family member cuss your kid out I, I, do you understand what i'm saying you you man okay gotta be you can't be afraid to speak up for for your child on behalf of your child you have to be your child's first and last line of defense. First and last. And middle, too. Yes, you, you can, you know, have support from other people to come in and help. But you have to be your child's first and last. And, and if you can do it, middle <laughs> line of defense. You got to be there. You got to be there. And as a parent to a, a, a hurt child, you got you got to seek therapy for the child and for yourself. Right. Because there is an opportunity to transcend these wounds. Right. You, listen, I'm, I'm going to say this and I know a lot of people don't. A wound is an opportunity to grow up spiritually. You can't be a hypocrite and go to church and cry and pine over statues of Jesus with the wounded side that was punctured by a spear and drink the grape juice in remembrance of me and eat the wafer, which is the body and the blood. You, you, you can't say... <laughs> This wound, his wounds were my salvation when your wounds are your damnation. Do I need to say it again? Your wounds are still your damnation, but his wounds are your salvation? No, your wounds 
or your salvation. I need you to understand that your wounds lead to your salvation. But they need you to embrace them. The same way you need to listen to a non-judgmental ear, maybe in the form of a therapist, a clinician, a, a counselor. Sure, you need a non-judgmental ear. Great. But that non-judgmental ear must extend inwardly. You cannot beat yourself down. You got to break up with that habit of negative self-talk. I, I, I know this is a tough topic. I, I, I know. I know. But the greatest hero you will ever encounter lives inside of you if you would but cultivate it. And that wound is part of your inner hero's cultivation. That brother, Davey, who called in here is well on the way. To his own salvation via the wound he suffered. Listen, when I come forward, I'm going to continue with these tips. I'm going to continue trying to help you. This is a heavy topic. Boy, we on fire tonight. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. You know you want some more, more. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. releases back on the block and introduces the world to Tevin Campbell. Come on, man. Doesn't this sound like the spirit of innocence? The spirit of an innocent child? Beautiful record, man. Beautiful time. You know. So people in the chat room are talking about today's topic and and, and, and one such person, Watch, Talk, and Act said, uh, so I was on Corinne Steffens Live listening and she was talking about therapy and the things therapists do. It bothers me that they don't create solutions for you. It's like talking to people, but they want you to fix yourself. Some people don't have the answers for themselves. And I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. This is what I've been talking about. You carry the answer in you. 
A good therapist can help. Listen, this is why they're good in, in certain contexts. I have my own issue with therapists, but they are very useful. And when you find one that can merge the clinical with the spiritual, they can help walk you to the answer you've been consciously or unconsciously walking away from. I've already said it before. In intimate relationships, you are your own answer, have always been. And your partner or the people you interface with can only be a question. They come into your life to wake up this answer you carry within yourself. You trying to tell me when you hear Jay Krishnamurti, I mention him all the time, relationship as a mirror. You say, well, no, nah, I don't do that. How did I get this kind of person? Well, you're at the same vibrational frequency that attracted the same vibrational frequency in a different behavior. And it triggers you and you go, wow, my, why, why is my response this way? How is it that the person you're supposed to love can trigger you in the way that they do? The trigger leads to the answer. So I'm, I'm not caping for therapists, but what I'm saying is all this work is inner work. All this work is an inside job. So when I say something like, regardless of what you've been through, you have the power to let it define you or not. And you say, oh, well, some people don't have the tools. Well, find them. Go on a journey, the hero's journey. Right? Go on a journey. Put yourself on the path. So many people are lethargic when it comes to spiritual work. They Listen, if you live in a microwave society, you want microwave spirituality. You Can I just talk to somebody? Why I got to go through this again? When are the lessons over? How many times do you hear people say, well, when, when do the lessons stop? They never stop. Self-knowledge is perpetual. As long as you're a self, there will be self-knowledge, something to learn about you. Oh, man, the answers are going to keep pouring out of your spirit for as long as you live. When I come forward, Zoe Williams is going to wrap this side up. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. More of the voice of reason with Zoe Williams right now on KBLA Talk 1580. The voice of reason been cooking all night. You're more than a survivor. I'm here to tell you. Parents, you want to protect your kids? Make sure you know what someone is doing with your kids. The only way to know is to be there. Remember, anybody can be an abuser. Family members, co-workers, friends, cousins, anybody. Listen to your children and teach them not 
to keep unsafe secrets. But you got to be safe to them. They need to be able to tell you without fear. All right? So you have to develop that environment for them. You know, you got to prepare young people to take charge of their safety by practicing safety skills. Put your kids in martial arts. Right? Teach them some catchphrases and some code words. Right? And again, remember, my thing is proximity. My daughter had piano lessons. I was sitting right there. She don't she don't go into the piano session without me. I'm sitting right there. I got a stool right next to her. Proximity. Right? The whole idea of keeping strangers away is obsolete now. We, we're, in a, we're in a very small world because of social media. Right? So, again, proximity. And create an environment and a relationship that allows them the comfort to want to share their experiences with you. But if you are the rigid, inflexible authoritarian, they're not going to be... And I'm not saying don't be authoritative, right? Don't say, hey, I have rules and boundaries that I need you to follow for your protection. But don't be an authoritarian because authoritarians produce rebel uh, rebels. They will rebel. All right. And like I said, use code words and phrases. Let them know it's OK to yell and say, Help! It's a it's, it's, it's stranger danger. Don't don't be afraid to do that. Even if it's a family member, stranger danger. You're doing strange things. You know dig? Hey man, I just started the conversation. So much more of this is is wrapped into this topic. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. When we come forward, news, traffic, Danny Morrison and his crew back in the building. We started it, you finish it. The Voice of Reason be back on Wednesday. Deuce! KBLA 1580 Santa